Now, we got the breakout, but listen, this breakout is much, much, much bigger than you think. I'm going to show you why this is not just a little Bitcoin breakout over here, but it's, it's actually the beginning of something much bigger. And I'll give you a clue. If you look at Bitcoin and you take the total downtrend from the all-time high, this breakout is actually a breakout of this entire, entire, entire downtrend. So I'm going to show you why it happened i'm going to show the data behind it i'm going to show you what i think is going to happen next and i don't know if, this, if um i don't know how you feel about this pump and i'm going to show you what the data says about this pump then i'm going to show you something really 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 unbelievable that's why i was late i was working on it for you guys it's the first time that anybody's ever done this um, and i want to show it to you it's something so super amazing um you got to stay tuned you got to stay tuned till then trust me do it do it do it do it do it um get the fuck out of bed bitch go get up get up and then they got go gotta wake up gotta wake up bitch get up Good evening, good evening, good afternoon, good morning, good night, depends where you are in the world. <laughs> good evening, good evening, everyone. Good e I love it, I love it, I love it. Welcome back, guys. I know I know, a lot of you in the comments are saying run was late again, but I'm going to show you why I was late. We're doing some groundbreaking, groundbreaking, groundbreaking stuff for you guys, okay? When you see it, I think it's going to blow your mind. Um, I really think it's going to blow your mind. It's going to be absolutely amazing. So just stay tuned until I show it to you guys. Uh, I think it'll be worth me being a little bit a, a little bit late. Someone says, bring back the duck. You really want the duck back? You got the duck and you've got uh, Kamala Harris saying good evening. So you've got, you got everything all in one shot, all packaged into one shot. Listen, welcome back. Um, if you're new, welcome, welcome, welcome. Subscribe to the channel. I noticed that our subscription versus viewer numbers dropped by 1%. So we're back on 89%, which means 89% of the people watching the show are subscribed. The other 11% are losers. That's just the way it is. Um, trading competition. Trading competition. We're going to open the links for the trading competition tomorrow, not today. Uh, if not tomorrow, it'll be the next day. Uh, the, the main thing is we're trying to synchronize Bybit and BitGet so that you can enter the trading competition on either or both. If, especially if you live in the United States, you can, you, you can, don't worry, don't worry about it. But you'll be able to enter the, the trading competition twice if you don't live in the United States or if you use a VPN. Um, otherwise, uh, yeah, so, so, so that's what's taking us some time because we're trying to get uh, both trading competitions to be synced. Um, and that's what's taking us some time. <laughs> 
Um, also, I think I've worked out why Gary Gensler is so much against Bitcoin. Uh, you know, like I, I said yesterday that, I, that Gary Gensler was against Bitcoin and I was wondering why Gary Gensler had this thing for Bitcoin. Well, I found this video and I want to show this to you because I think it's actually... I mean, it kind of answers the crypto a lot. market look like today. Um, just listen uh, to thank this. you, Secretary Yellen. I'd like to thank the staff of the FSOC for working on to produce today's thoughtful report on financial stability risks associated with the crypto market. And I too support it. The first big crypto token, Bitcoin, was proposed 14 years ago this month on a cypherpunk mailing list. It was Halloween night, 2008, in the middle of the financial crisis, and Satoshi Nakamoto wrote about a new way to move value on the internet without a central intermediary. Nakamoto, we still don't know who she, he, or they were, didn't have faith in the financial sector overseen by folks like us That's the sitting part. around this table. <laughs> what does the crypto market look like today as a teenager? First, it's highly volatile speculative investment class. Uh, thank you, Secretary Yellen. I'd like you to see, thank but the staff that's the part. The, the part is that he's become one of us. He's making it like an us versus them. He said, "Folks like us." I guess that's why Gary Gensler is uh, is so much against crypto. Anyway, let's go. Um, let's go. He shines. My forehead shines. Everyone shines. Let's go. Smash the like button. Subscribe. Let's go. 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 We've got a lot to discuss, and I think we're going to try and keep this show much shorter today. It's a Jewish holiday. I need to go home, and I'm going to be fasting. Um, so let's start. Let's look at Bitcoin. And I think the first thing we need to look at when it comes to Bitcoin is that we had the breakout finally. You can see that we need to still close above that level. But we have had that breakout. And that breakout isn't really a short-term breakout. It's actually a breakout on a very, very, very long-term downtrend. In fact, it's a downtrend from the all-time high somewhere in November, from the 69,420 all-time high, all the way down. We've had this downtrend fueled by multiple, by multiple narratives. The inflation narrative, the strong Dixie, et cetera, et cetera. And we just broke through that narrative. And at the same time, what you also got is you've got markets, um, you've got markets rallying. So you've got, uh, like, if you look at the NASDAQ, when I looked at the NASDAQ earlier, let's quickly call that NASDAQ chart up. Where is my NASDAQ chart? Carl, did you mess with my charts? No. I'm almost sure that Carl was, Carl was messing with the charts. All right, let's quickly just find the NASDAQ chart. Uh, okay, you see the NASDAQ is up 1.84%, 207 points uh, over here. You're also getting another trend that has been broken. And that trend that has been broken is the 10-year treasury yield trend. So you've got on the one hand, you've got Bitcoin breaking out of a trend over here. At the same time, just to back that up, if you take the 10-year treasury yield, which has been on this uptrend since the 1st of August, which means that people have been forecasting that interest rates are going to continue to increase since the 1st of August. Well, that also broke down. So now that, that has broken down below the trend line, which is, again, something really, really, really interesting to watch. This happened when the S&P bounced off a very, very, very critical level. So this is the S&P, and this is the 200 weekly moving average. Remember, we, we, we looked at this 200 weekly moving average for Bitcoin, and Bitcoin, I think, is still trading way under it. But what you can see is you can see that uh, the S&P also bounced off this level. So you've got break of trend of Bitcoin, break of trend of the U.S. 10-year government bond, a bounce off the 200-week moving average. Um, then you got the Dixie, and I'm keeping my eye on the Dixie. The Dixie hasn't broken any trends that I wanted to break yet. The one thing is that it did get rejected, and it's starting to come down, but it hasn't broken the parabolic trend yet, and it hasn't broken this trend that it's been in since around July. So we're still watching this Dixie. That would be, for me, the final confirmation. If this breaks down, then I think we're doing 
brilliantly. Then I think then I think we are where we need to be. And then remember the pound, the pound which was down at like one oh, I think at, at, at bottom like one oh three point five. It's now back at one thirteen. So it's amazing that we've had we had a very very bad September, and then you know like one day into October, the first trading day in October everything changes the entire mood of the markets changed which is kind of crazy because we did say before that september was traditionally a very bad month for markets no one knows why but every september markets are bad and this september was no different uh, comes the first day of october and we get a whole lot of liquidity coming into this into the markets we got 23 billion spent from treasury 173 billion from the reverse repo and all of a sudden there's this liquidity that all of a sudden came back into the market as soon as Q4 starts. And that's exactly where we're at now. We're at the beginning of Q4. We know that Q4s are amazingly bullish and that's a 120 year trend. So since the 1900s, the last quarter of which is called Q4 is bullish with average returns in October of 69 basis points, November and December are one. So we know that, that for the stock markets, Q4s are, are, are insanely bullish. For Bitcoin, if you look at Q4s, Q4s are always the best quarter for Bitcoin. So it, no matter when you look at it, uh, Q4s are always the best quarter for Bitcoin. And funny enough, Q3s, quarter threes are the worst uh, for Bitcoin. And so let's see if we can keep, if, if we can keep that, that trend or that narrative going throughout Q4. And it's amazing because it's like September, everyone was bearish. Everyone was bearish. People were bearish. The first trading day of October the whole market turns, which is absolutely crazy. Um, I mean, one thing you can look at still is you can look at the fear and greed index. And if you just look at the fear and greed index, the fear and greed index is at 20. Now, if you look at the strategy of buying every time that the fear and greed index is at 20 or below, um, that, in fact, I'll plot that out for you guys on, on Thursday. And we'll look at every, if, if you had just bought Bitcoin, every time the fear and greed index was at 20 or below, what kind of returns you'd make. But the, the returns are, are exceptionally high if you do that. Uh, Ted Talks Macro says that Bitcoin averages averages 26% returns in the month of October. Um, and the only year that saw negative returns was 2018, a time when the Fed were raising rates. So what's going to happen? Because the Fed are kind of raising rates. So is it going to be the same? Or is it going to be, and someone says, even Kyle is bullish. Kyle's not bullish, just so we're clear. You're not bullish. Short-term uh, long trade. You took a short-term long trade. What did you buy? Uh, go to the Discord and see what Kyle bought. I'm going to go to the Discord and also see what Kyle bought. Remember, if you're not part of our Discord, it's, you should really get into our Discord because that's really, really, really where all the alpha lies in the Discord. You've got three big traders. You've got Sheldon, you've got Kyle Dupes, and you've got the Bombay Trillionaire all posting charts 24-7, 365 in that Discord. So go to the Discord. There's a link below that gets you into Discord. The Discord's free. So go and do that. Um, yeah, so... Trading, so trading on, on fear and greed is, is one good strategy, but also you can see with the stock markets that right now confidence is at an all-time low. And we know that when, when confidence is at an all-time low, the numbers begin to rise. And you can see that you've got um, consumer confidence is now at historic lows. I mean, when I say historic lows, we're talking since 1971, the, the, the consumer confidence hasn't been this low. Even during COVID, the consumer confidence hasn't been this low. Um, CEO confidence is the same. And so I guess October just isn't a good month for markets. Uh, September just isn't a good month for markets. I mean, it is a good month for building, but it's just not a good month 
from a pricing point of view, because if we look back at September, and we say, okay, what actually happened in September? What, 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 like in, in the crypto market, Travis Kling always writes this thing. But I mean, you know, we tend to forget that we had the Ethereum merge competed successfully. We had FTX acquiring Voyager's assets. We had um, uh, Sui raising at a 300 million, 300 million at a $2 billion market, a $2 billion market cap. Um, and if you, I mean, you go out, you, you can read this whole thing, but um, September was a really, really, really busy month for crypto. Now, the question is, is this, is this rally that we are seeing now, is it going to continue or is this a fake out? Um, Kyle says it's a... It could be a trap, but I have insurance it, by going with a small amount. It could be a trap, Kyle says. I think it may be a breakout just for a little bit. If I look at the GMX, uh, if I look at the GMX dashboard, and you know that this has become a little bit of my Bible, uh, in terms of who I believe, the GMX says that the long to short positions are two to one now. You know what that means? What two are long and one two are long, one is short. You know what happens when two are long and one is short? Yeah, you yeah. it's gonna flip. It's gonna it's gonna smash those long. Uh, the long as they're gonna the long as they're gonna get liquidated. Uh, open interest is very high. I said I'm very cautious. Yeah. So just uh, I mean, look. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. I think time will tell. I think time will tell. All right. I think. One thing that that can actually um, determine what happens and how this whole thing ends is earnings, right? So there's earnings coming out now. Q3, Q3 earnings. We're now in the, in in Q4. So companies companies are going to report record their Q3 their Q3 earnings. Um, we have a calendar. We'll keep our eyes on the calendar. We'll keep our eyes on the calendar. Let's see. Are there any days that seem to be quite big here? We're not the big ones. We're not the, like the Apples and the Facebooks and 25th Facebook. 28th is Apple. So towards the, towards the third week of, of, of October, that's when we need to keep our eyes on the ball. That's when we need to keep our eyes on the ball. Um, yeah, so that's, so that's pretty much what's happening in the market. But as I said to you, what I think is happening is I think that there's now a pivot. There's a pivot in, 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 a, in the narrative. And you'll remember that I said, that I said to you a while back that – the narrative from here all the way down to like here was all driven by interest rates, inflation. This is when the whole inflation discussion started coming in. Remember when the Fed was shocked by inflation and then everyone started talking about how they're going to manage inflation. They were going to increase interest rates. And then when we got somewhere around here, I said to you guys, there's a new, there's a new narrative in town. And the new narrative is actually not around interest rates directly, but the narrative is linked to the Dixie. And I said to you that this is now the new narrative. And then you'll remember that the chart of the Dixie started to go parabolic. And as the chart of the Dixie started to go parabolic, stock started to crash. Remember that? Well, now there's a new narrative in town. And the new narrative is actually not October, like we think, because that's just the result of the narrative. The new narrative is around a safe haven. And remember I said to you yesterday that if you look at these, um, these countries, these countries have huge, huge, huge inflation now. So not only does the U.S. have inflation, but all these countries also have inflation. At the same time, what you've got is you've got currencies collapsing. So you've got the yen crashing against the dollar. You've got the pound crashing against the dollar. You've got the euro crashing against the dollar. You've got emerging market currencies all crashing against the dollar. Now, when that happens, as I said to you yesterday, what I thought was going to happen is the narrative is going to change and people are going to go into safe haven assets, right? And... That's exactly where we're at now. People are starting to move into the safe haven assets. What are the safe haven assets that people are going to go to? Well, yesterday, people climbed into silver. 
So interesting fact, the last time silver went up as much as it was went up yesterday was in November 2008. That was followed by a 400% in the next two and a half years on silver. So I went and looked at the silver chart. That is what happened to silver uh, yesterday. So you can see the silver chart started to explode. Gold also had a very good day. Gold rose $40, closing back about $1,700. And for the first time, I actually agree with Peter Schiff, saying that precious metals are likely indicating that the Fed has already capitulated. What it's saying here is, what he's saying is that it feels like the narrative has completely changed and it's no longer about interest rates and it's not even about the Dixie anymore. Now it's about currencies and economies actually starting to collapse. And when this happens, you need to be, you can't be in any currencies. And so if you can't be in any currencies because all the emerging market currencies are starting to collapse, all the emerging market countries cannot repay their debt and their currencies are starting to collapse and they have high inflation at the same time. That's a very, very bad place to be. Now, what you could do is you can go into the dollar, but the dollar still has an inflation problem. And so what people are going into is they're going into precious metals and, and, and traditional safe haven assets. And that's the new shift in, in narrative that, that's happening. So what are these safe haven assets that people are going into? Gold and silver are the traditional ones. Silver is a much more highly leveraged trade than gold. Uh, it goes up and down much quicker than gold. Gold is obviously the more stable one. And what I saw today was actually pretty interesting. So Bitcoin's correlation with gold hit the highest level in a year. Now, remember, we used to be correlated and we still may be a little bit correlated to the NASDAQ. But now there's a change in narrative and Bitcoin is now fitting into the new narrative, which is gold. And I said to you guys a long time ago, I said to you guys, I think the market's looking at this wrong. It's pricing Bitcoin as a growth stock. Bitcoin is not a growth stock. It feels like a growth stock because it's got a very high network effect adoption curve. But it's not a growth stock. It's much more like a gold 2.0. And that's what people are starting to realize now. As currencies are collapsing, as, as currencies are collapsing, as, interest, as inflation rates are devaluing currencies around the world, what's happening? Well, you're getting, you're getting Bitcoin now starting to get a very, very, very high correlation to gold. So if that's not telling you what you need to know, it's, it's a clear sign that if you believe, and it's hard not to believe it because you can see around you that these currencies are all collapsing, okay? These currencies are collapsing. These countries are starting to intervene. They can't intervene forever. You need to be getting out into Bitcoin. And a lot of people are actually getting out into Bitcoin, and you can see that. 61.9% of Bitcoin has not moved in over one year. Name another asset where the holders refuse to sell their Bitcoin after 72.3%. A breakdown. That's pretty true because what people are realizing, those that realize the power of the scarcity of Bitcoin are buying it and they're never selling it. And so you're getting 61.9% of Bitcoin not moved for you. That's the first statistic. The second statistic is that Bitcoin accumulation hit an all, uh, a seven-year high. Over six-month-old Bitcoin now takes 74% of the total realized market cap. So what you're getting is you're getting these holders holding um, as these currencies are starting to collapse, more people are accumulating. And once they accumulate, they're not selling. And that, that with, a limit, with an asset with a limited inflation and a limited release, that's, that's a recipe for a big, big, big supply shortage. So that's what's going on. And that's the narrative. But that isn't the only narrative that happened. In fact, yesterday was a very, very, very big day. And I, I, we have a research group internally at Banter. And I, yesterday when I saw this, I went on the research group, when I saw this tweet, I said, you know what, guys, this is a major, major, major pivot. And it started to unwind yesterday. And what was that pivot? That pivot started here. Let me show you where that pivot started. 
So this is where the pivot started. Barkin from the Fed was talking, and he said we must monitor the potential international impact on the dollar, which is kind of strange. Like up until now, all they've been talking about inflation. Now all of a sudden, the Fed's going, hold on a second, we need to monitor the potential international impact on the dollar. Now, why is this important? Because as inflation goes up, interest rates go up. As interest rates go up, more people go into the dollar because they can invest their dollars at higher interest rates, which means that the dollar gets stronger. Problem is, when the dollar gets stronger, third world countries who have a lot of US dollar denominated debt go bankrupt because they can't pay their debt anymore. So it's a, it's a, it's a very tight uh, 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 fun, it's a very tight tightrope that the Fed are actually walking here. Because if they get into a, a, a dollar that is too strong, the problem is that all the debt will be defaulted on. And you'll get a whole lot of these um, insolvent third world and even first world countries that won't be able to pay their debt. We already saw the Japanese yen starting to collapse. We saw the, the British pound starting to collapse. And we've seen many third uh, emerging market uh, um, currencies starting to collapse. And so yesterday was a massive pivot for me. In fact, when this tweet came out, for me, it was confirmation that we're in a new narrative and that this breakout here may actually be a real breakout because it's not a breakout that's related to nothing. It's a breakout that's actually related to a change of narrative by the Fed. What's the change of narrative? Change of narrative is, hold on a second, maybe this dollar is getting too strong. We need to st start monitoring the potential impact of an internationally strong dollar. That, th that for me, was the turning point yesterday. Um, and then at the same time, the IMF managing director, he came out and he says, the Fed has a very high responsibility to consider the impact on the rest of the world. And then the UN came out, and the UN also did something quite similar. I think I've got it for you guys here. Um, the United Nations called on the Fed to halt interest rate increases because the dollar is getting too strong. And because the dollar is getting too strong, all the other emerging market currencies are starting to collapse. And so as soon as that happens, we saw a few things happen. We saw the Fed's fund rate, the, which, the terminal rate, which is how high do you think the highest rate is going to be, right? The highest rate is going to be, went from 4.5 to 4.75 to 4.25 to 4.5, which kind of shows that what they're saying is, hold on, if this is the narrative that everyone's saying now, and it's not about interest rates and inflation anymore, it's about be careful not to put the entire world into default on their US dollar debt because that's not a result that anybody wants. And people are saying it's laughable that that's what the, the UN wants. It's not about the UN. It's about, it's about all the third world countries. It's, it's about all the emerging countries not being able to pay back their debt. And what good is debt if no one can pay it back, right? So that's, that's where we're at. And so immediately the, the, the expectations were that the Fed would start being less aggressive, which kind of means that people are, are pricing and that the Fed can't be as aggressive. So immediately what I did was I went and looked at this, this chart over here to look and see where the Fed uh, is. Right now, it's about 55.45 for a 50 and a 75 basis point rate hike on the 2nd of November. Now, remember that this meeting on the 7th of November is five days before the midterm elections. I have a feeling Joe Biden whispers in Jerome Powell's ear and says, it's five days to the election. Go easy on us, bro. You know, and then, and you know what he does? I'll tell you exactly how he does it. I'll, show you, I'll tell you what he does. He does this. He says, he goes up to Jerome Powell. He whispers in Jerome Powell's ear and he says, just listen. The elections are coming up five days from now.
do me a favor. Just, just instead of going 0.75, just, just this time, bro. Just, just do me a 0.5, and, and I'll guarantee you, you can keep your job. And then he goes, and Joe Biden sniffs Jerome Powell's hair. Because <laughs> you know he does that all the time. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, to the social media manager here at Banter, the one that I fired, if you cut that and put it on TikTok, you are fired. If, if you cut that and make a meme of me going, you, you're fired. You're not, you know what I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, you see. But, but remember, so, so now you've got, you've got people thinking that the Fed may go light, but now it's a double-edged sword. So this is how it works. Because people are thinking that the Fed, someone says do it again, sniff again. Jerome Powell and, 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 and Biden. <laughs> um, so you see, the thing is now we're walking a tightrope because we want a 50 basis point rate hike. But what we don't want is we don't want, if the markets, the markets are starting to price in this 50 basis point rate hike and because they're starting to price it in, the markets are starting to rally. I'm watching the rally over here. Let me quickly just quickly get the right the right charts up here. But the markets are starting to price in. You see, the markets are starting to price in a lower rate hike. And the problem is that they're driving the markets up. But the problem is that the more that the, the markets are going up, the more incentive that the Fed has to go with a higher rate hike. So it's we've got to be like just we gotta be, we gotta keep, we gotta keep balancing the shit. We've got to keep balancing the shit. All right. Um, what else is there? Um, Australia did a rate hike, but they were the first guys to go with like a small rate, like 25 basis points. Australians. Um, Donald Trump is suing CNN, CNN for $475 million in damages. Did you, did you read that? No. I mean, that guy, Trump must have like five law firms all working for him with all these cases that he's got going on. Anyway, let's get into altcoin news and I want to show you something absolutely amazing. Um, everyone's talking about Gala. Yes. It is Gala, and we're going to talk about Gala too. So let's talk about this. Um, let's talk about this. So um, altcoin news, let's quickly go through it. One is, if you look at the developer activity, Polkadot and Cosmos have had the best the developer activity. And I always say follow the devs because the VCs follow, VCs who have the money, they follow the devs, right? So Ethereum obviously has the most developer activity. Polkadot always has the most, the, the second and then Cosmos, and then Nia, and then Solana. And this is funny because other than Polkadot, this is exactly where I'm looking to invest. So obviously Ethereum, then Cosmos, then Nia, then Solana. Remember, now, now uh, I've got enough Solana. I'm starting to buy Nia, and I'm going to show you why that's so important. So that's one thing to note. Always follow developer activity. I had a great interview with the guys at uh Polkadot and I walked in there and I was you know me I walked in guns blazing I walked in like yeah no one's using your, your parachains and who wants parachain and the guy explained it to me and in fact tomorrow it'll be on the show so tomorrow watch the show there's an interview there with a the guy from Polkadot it may actually change your mind uh from Polkadot it may it may actually change your mind from Polkadot um some other altcoin news uh ENS so you know ENS ENS is Ethereum naming services it's like the dot ETH you can see their growth in the last couple of months. So just look at the growth of ENS addresses. So you can see it's growing exponentially. I don't have to show you this. You can see it's growing exponentially every single month. Now, if that works, you can buy ENS, $15 or so, 
probably worth having a look at. That's that's another thing. Um, GMX, let's look at the GMX's Q3 summary. GMX is the perpetuals, decentralized perpetuals exchange. Let's see how they did in Q3 versus Q2. 58% growth in volume, 51% growth in fees, 100% gro 103% growth in the GLP supply. Uh, new users down, bad. So they, they weren't acquiring users, but if you look at their unique users, they grew by 157%. Now, if this was a business, then I would say this business is growing exponentially. You need to be buying it. Problem is that I want to buy this token. The only issue is that I said I want to buy it under $40. And right now, it is trading at $41.30. Now, it was at $37 the other night, and I wanted to buy it, but I was on a plane. And I wasn't going to actually buy this thing while I was sitting on a plane. I wasn't going to trade while I was sitting on a plane because then you can easily get hacked. So I wasn't going to do that. Um, next thing is, yeah, ETH had a deflationary day. So ETH is becoming more and more deflationary. Uh, remember, after the, the merge, the, we thought ETH would become deflationary immediately. It's not deflationary yet because, because it's a bear market. Not many people are using the network. So we're not burning as much Ethereum. Um, but soon Ethereum will be deflationary. As soon as the market picks up and people start trading again, ETH will be deflationary, which is amazing. Um, other altcoin news, Celsius has a date for their assets to be auctioned. Uh, Sam Bankman-Fried will definitely be there with his che unlimited checkbook, just writing checks. Uh, the auction will be on the 17th of October, according to a court filing. Alex Mashinsky is now gone. Sam Bankman-Fried will probably land up buying Celsius, and then he'll have Voyager and Celsius. And then Sam Bankman-Fried will be the biggest loan shark in the world. In fact, speaking of loan sharks, um, oh, by the way, speaking of FTX, FTX now has a, you can trade the Dixie. You can actually trade the Dixie on FTX because everyone was talking oh, about the Dixie. Perfect. Yeah, it's a Dixie. You can trade the FTX Dixie Perpetual. So you can actually trade the Dixie. That's crazy. crazy. It's fun. So you can trade the Dixie on FTX. Um, and then, I mean, yeah, bear market, Polygon's team is doing amazing. Go to the Empire pod and just go read this. It just shows all the deals they've done. It shows you why Polygon's one of our favorite favorites. Um, someone said Kujira is looking shit. Kujira is a great project. And if it is looking shit, I want to buy some more. So let's just have a look here and just see. Someone said that. It's down 3%. Everyone just calm down. It's still trading at a dollar which is about as high as it was trading in the lunar days. All right, let me show you the amazing thing that I did for you guys um, and why I told you guys to wait. So, you know, I always give you guys uh, buying recommendations, portfolios and stuff like that. And then when you go and buy them, you what happens is you, um, you buy them, you accrue huge fees uh, to, to DCA into an entire portfolio, right? And it's a headache. It's a, it's a ball ache. Um, so what if there was a way for you guys, if for me to give you guys my portfolio or Kyle to give you guys his portfolio or Sheldon to give you guys a portfolio. And then with one click, you could buy the entire portfolio and pay zero fees. Zero fees. Does it sound good? Amazing. Does it sound good? Uh, it must be, I want to see in the comments what they're saying. Here. You got to wait 30 seconds. Why did you put a 30 second down in the comments? No. Not 30 seconds. Okay, yeah, yeah, render is pumping today. Render pumped 25%. I was going to buy render. I was going to buy render, but uh, but it's, it's pumping today. So that, I wanted to buy it at 45 cents, but it pumped. So I missed render. In fact, let's quickly look at render. Uh, render. 
Render pumped. I know, I know this because Fred was, was running around the office. 55 cents. Render's at 55 cents, everybody. So there it is. 55 cents. Um, okay, so let me show you this amazing, amazing, amazing new technology. So we've partnered up with Bybit. Bybit created something absolutely amazing for us. And I've got to show you guys because I'm so, 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 so excited about this. So here is how it works. Hold on. I have to log in again. Um, hold on a second. I'm just I'm using a VPN, so it's now asking me for all these checks. And hold on a second. Okay, I want to show you this. This is this is amazing. So, if you look below, there is a little link, and if you click that link, in fact, let me actually go there and click the link with you guys, so you can see it. Um, I want to show you something amazing, and I want to show you what I've done for you guys because it's I mean it's groundbreaking. It really is groundbreaking. Um, amazing, and I want uh, it's our friends from Biber to have been working very closely with us to do something absolutely amazing. So, if you go to the video over here and you click on this thing over here, see that that link over here. Basically, you go to a one click strategy. Okay, so I'm testing out the software now, it actually does work. Uh, and I've created a portfolio for you guys today. And what this portfolio is, is what I bought today. Okay, so what did I buy today and what ratio did I actually buy it today? Today I bought Bitcoin, Ethereum, Solana, Nier, Gala, and Curve. Those are the six tokens that I actually bought today. Really, that is what I bought in my portfolio today. So if you press purchase, it tells you exactly what percentage. So 40% Bitcoin. The reason why I went overweight into Bitcoin is because of this new narrative of the sound money. 15% into Ethereum, 15% into Sol, 15, 10% into Nia, 10% into to Gala, and 10% into Curve. Now, I have $241,000 in my account, so I can either buy it with Spot, or I can buy it with Fiat or whatever. But if you put in $100 here, automatically it buys it for you with zero fees. Okay? And buys it for you with zero fees. So imagine now, because remember, remember that Bybit don't have uh, fee, uh, fees on their spot accounts anymore. So literally, if you go here and you say buy $1,000 worth of all of these. In fact, I'm going to actually execute for you guys just so that you can see. Let me do this. I'm going to say $10,000. Now I'll do $1,000. Okay. $1,000 I've already bought today. It's going to buy me $400 of Bitcoin, $150 of Ethereum, $150 of Solana, $100 of Nia, $100 of Gala, and $100 of Curve. And with one click, bang, done. Buying $1,000 purchase, bang. Gone. There we go. With one click, zero fees. So there is a link to the one, to the, to the one that I showed you earlier. Um, again, this is just something that I did today. This is what I bought today. Okay. Um, but every time when I do this, I can also just click. And you can have one thing. So if you're not signed up with Bybit, um, if you're not signed up with Bybit, sign up. There's a referral link below. Um, you'll get a $4,200 sign-up bonuses. And also you can start following our trades like that. And also you can enter into our competition. So I don't know if you like it. I love it. I was working very, very hard and getting it to work and testing it. That's why I was late. I'm sure you will agree that's amazing. From now on, one click into my Bybit portfolio. Zero fees, guys. Can you imagine buying these things? Zero fees with a $100 minimum. So pretty much anybody can participate. I think it's absolutely awesome. I'm sure you do too. Um, listen, I've got to get out of here. I'll see you guys again 
tomorrow but i'm not going to be at tomorrow but there's a great show that i've already recorded for you guys which is coming on tomorrow and then on thursday i'll be here and i'll bring you guys some more crypto love and crypto wisdom so i'll see you again on thursday until then good evening trade well, my friends. Good, good evening good evening everyone good evening good evening good evening everyone good evening good evening good evening everyone Good evening. Good evening.